0: A Texas agency is threatening to fire employees if they wear clothing that is not consistent with their birth genitalia. This is I mean, listen, we we've started to suspect that the transphobic movement of the right and meshed with the MAGA right is really overplaying its hand with the anti woke stuff. The polling suggests that the country is far more woke. Than these anti wokesters want to pretend. It doesn't seem like this is a way to win elections, and yet they will not stop. This is the latest. It's probably illegal, but we will get to that in a moment. Vice News reports Texas agency threatens to fire people who don't dress, quote, consistent with their biological gender. The internal department memo is just the latest attempt by state officials in Texas to crack down On trans and gender nonconforming people. This is the Texas Department of Agriculture. Their mission is to promote production, agriculture, consumer protection, economic development and healthy living. And apparently the gender binary, writes Vice News. This is um, a memo distributed last week saying you are required to dress in a manner, quote, consistent with your biological gender. The memo obviously aimed at trans and non uh, gender nonconforming employees says if you repeatedly dress the wrong way, there will be, quote, corrective action up to and including being fired. Think about that. This is and the article says the latest attempt by state officials to crack down on trans people. Let's discuss a couple of aspects of this. First of all, could this possibly be legal my opinion, which is not my legal opinion, but that of uh, legal experts who whose opinions I've read uh, is that it is not legal. Now, anytime we say, is this legal and there isn't precedent? We're all just speculating. It's very important to understand that if it's not already written into the law and if there is no precedent, all we have is a speculation where we try to apply whatever law does exist to the facts of the case in this situation could you fire people or even just mandate that they dress consistent with their biological gender? Could it possibly be legal? The best legal assessments I've seen suggest almost certainly not. You've got Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibits employer discrimination, employment discrimination, I think we would say, on the basis of sex. Now, that includes Uh, banning discrimination against people who don't conform to traditional gender norms. So this means as an employer, you wouldn't be allowed to discriminate against employees based on their gender identity, nor their gender expression. And certainly the way you dress is part of your gender expression. We also have a June 2020 Supreme Court ruling in Bostock v. Clayton County which specifically found title sevens protections against sex discrimination do extend to sexual orientation as well as gender identity. And so that ruling, if we understand it, uh, establishes that firing someone on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation orientation would be illegal. Now, some of the defenders of this policy will say, you're allowed to identify as any gender you want, but you've got to dress a certain way. So they would say this isn't a violation of any law, because if you are a biological male, you're allowed to identify as a woman. You're just not allowed to wear dresses or skirts or high heels or I guess whatever else in 2023 in Texas is determined to be consistent with with gender norms. Realistically, I believe that courts would find apparel, is an expression of that gender identity. Makeup is an expression of gender identity, and therefore it would be protected, assuming it is not obscene. That's the other aspect of this that sometimes the transphobes will go to. They'll say, well, obscenity isn't protected. Well, it's going to be very difficult to argue that a biological male wearing a dress to think of the prototypical example is in any way obscene. It would be very difficult to make that case legally. So that is the legal question, I think, based on everything I've read, almost certainly would be illegal. Then there is the question of whether politically they are overplaying their hand. And I believe there the answer is yes. When you actually ask people their views on has there was recently a very good poll which asked people questions like, for example, have we done when it comes to uh, protecting uh, and recognizing the circumstances of trans people and their concerns. Have we done enough the right amount or not enough? The polling comes down on thinking that we have done about the right amount or not enough when it comes to protecting trans people. That's the woke view on that issue. And so the polling suggests that their hand is being overplayed. And then the third aspect I guess I will mention is. Who cares about this stuff to the degree that you actually are bothered and think about it? I I tweeted about this earlier. You know, this is a true story. Yesterday I was out working at a cafe. I was doing research for today's show. I'm sitting there on my laptop and all of a sudden a guy walks by me wearing high heels, wearing a men's suit, a traditional men's haircut, everything. He's got a men's shoulder bag. And high heels. And I looked over and I really looked over and I said to myself, wait a second, I should really double check one of these sources I'm looking at. And I went back to my business and it had no impact on me whatsoever. If I had been there with my baby daughter, I wouldn't have been at all concerned that a guy walked by in high heels. How is it that people have even convinced themselves that this is a significant issue in their lives? Just let people do what they want to do. There's no crime. There's no obscenity. There's no any of it. So I think the Texas Department of Agriculture overplaying their hand politically, probably against the law and also just shows you must not have much going on in your life if this is something that you're concerned with. Uh, President Joe Biden has given his first speech since announcing that he will be running for reelection in 2024. Now, failed former President Donald Trump, Trump was trunk Trump or Trump was massively triggered by Joe Biden's announcement. We'll get to that later. Let's first start with a speech given by Joe Biden. Now, you all know Joe Biden's not my favorite. I'm not a, like a Joe Biden you know cheerleader, but he seems significantly energized by this announcement. He spoke yesterday at North America's Building Trades Union Legislative Conference his first speech since announcing the 2024 campaign, standing ovations, energy, going after the maggots. Let's take a listen.
1: No Billionaires should be paying a lower tax rate than a construction worker, a schoolteacher, a firefighter, a cop, a nurse. I mean it. It's wrong. It's simply wrong. this, you think I was making it up. And meanwhile, guess what my mega Republican friends in Congress are up to? The Speaker of the House went to Wall Street last week to propose huge cuts in important programs, cut all discretionary funding by 22%, including ones I just named. Programs. Millions of working and middle-class Americans count on. At the same time, he and his MAGA Republican colleagues are pushing some tax giveaways for the wealthiest Americans and biggest corporations. They'd rather see kids and seniors struggle to eat what they need. People on Medicaid lose their health care. Veterans lose access to doctor's visits, and that's part of it, by the way, not a joke, than cut subsidies to big oil that made $200 billion, and big pharma and the wealthiest corporations. We're not even talking about raising the tax, We just stop the subsidies. Same old trickle down dressed up in MAGA clothing,
0: <laughs> only worse. All right. So certainly we're grading a little bit on a curve, but for the sort of level of energy that we sometimes see from Joe Biden, certainly energized, saying it is time to finish the job. The crowd chanting four more years,
1: the recent column in the New York Times. Make Manufacture Greater Again was the title of the article. It was on to say President Biden appears to be presiding over the kind of manufacturing serve that Trump had promised. (laughs) Folks, we're not making this stuff up. This is real. It's time to finish the job. Finish the job. What else?
0: All right. So listen, I, I'm not going to pretend this was the most electrifying moment from Joe Biden. But the 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 point here is, um, the polling looks pretty okay for Joe Biden, and there are people who are laughing this off. I got emails from saying, "David, Joe Biden obviously can't win re-election." It's not obvious to me. Uh, it's not obvious to me at all. Oh, but the polls, the, the polls were spot on in 2020. Um, And, you know, we don't need to we don't need to do this game at this point in time. But Joe Biden certainly seems ready. And uh, we're going to see Trump's reaction. We're going to see the debate schedule. We're going to see all sorts of different things. But in the midst of it, we have to talk about the latest from Chris Christie, former New Jersey Republican Governor Chris Christie seems to believe that he could beat failed former President Donald Trump in a Republican primary. I'm trying to do my Tucker Carlson laugh and I'm failing, not maniacal enough. Um, This is funny for a number of different reasons. Now, I want to be really clear. Uh, Chris Christie is a better candidate than Trump and Chris Christie. The country would be way better off with Chris Christie as president than Donald Trump as president. But this is not what Republicans at this point in time want. And Chris Christie has no shot at winning the Republican nomination. There's an interesting article in The Daily Beast. Chris Christie believes he can take down Trump. Does anyone else? Christie told The Daily Beast, I think we'll lose if Trump's a nominee. That's why I intend to be the nominee. This is very, very interesting. I am the viable Trump alternative, said Chris Christie to The Daily Beast, swiveling and promptly ending the interview to go to work the room at the Keene Country Club on Friday night. That's in Keene, New Hampshire. So you read the article. And the framing is basically that he is going to try to appeal to anti Trump Republicans without ostracizing Republicans who do support Donald Trump. Okay, but as the article points out, what is the math of this nonsense after polling no higher than three percent in any of the surveys of the prospective 2024 field so far? And after finishing in sixth place the last time he went toe to toe with Trump, Christie seems to be trying to answer the question himself before he officially jumps into the race, which is how could he be the nominee? His heart seems to want him to run, but his head doesn't sound subtle. Christie seems to be leaning toward jumping in, posing and answering questions that bolster his ability to take uh, down Trump, like whether he could actually be a credible messenger to the MAGA base. Listen, I, I I want to have. one of the things about when we have these discussions, Nikki Haley has no shot at being the Republican nominee, but I've never once said she shouldn't run. Anyone who wants to run should run. It's absolutely anyone who wants to run against Joe Biden should run. Everybody should be running. Sure. But I'm also going to tell you that Chris Christie has absolutely no shot He indeed is not polling ahead of three percent in any poll in which he appears. In some polls, he's either not included because it's just all seen as very silly uh, or he's polling zero and just doesn't show up in the poll for that reason. When he left office in New Jersey, he had a 15 percent approval. So he's not even really popular. Lowest of any governor anywhere. He's not even really popular among New Jersey constituents, New Jersey Republicans. I mean, just it's just nonsense. And you have to, of course, remember the completely pathetic way in which he humiliated himself. Remember, back in uh, 2016, eventually Chris Christie dropped out of the race, the Republican primary race and endorsed Donald Trump. And there was this I mean, if the right loves to talk about alpha and beta, it's not really the term. Those aren't the terms I really uh, use. But if you want to apply that filter, there is it's hard to find a more beta event than Chris Christie standing behind Donald Trump after endorsing him and looking like he had some bad clams on the Jersey Boardwalk, just nauseous looking. Uh, I'll remind you of that.
2: One of the biggest things that everybody is seeing happening, and everybody, is the Republican Party has become more dynamic. It's become more diverse. We're taking from the Democrats. We're taking from the Independents. We have a lot more people. Any of so many places. You go to different places in (laughs) different places in Asia, different places in the Middle East. You look at some of the airports they have, you look at the roadways they have, you look at the transportation systems they have, and the trains they have. We're like a third world country. We're hearing some
0: suggestions, including some from a few of your former
1: aides, that some people inside the Republican National Committee are considering monkey wrenching with your delegates at the state level, trying to clear you away, and maybe even put.
2: I, I think, you know, David, I, I. Okay, go ahead.
0: All right. Anyway, so listen, Chris Christie would be my choice if you said to me, David, sir, the next president will be either Trump or Chris Christie. I go with Chris Christie over Trump a thousand times in a row. New Jersey, Republican, former prosecutor, uh, has some understanding for decorum and how to interact with our allies on the international stage any day. But that's me. That, it's me, a, a voter to the left of Joe Biden who is going to choose Chris Christie. There is no reason whatsoever to believe that the Republican Party uh, or any significant fraction of it is interested in Christie over Trump. And so I welcome anyone getting in who wants to get in Christie's campaign would be a dead on arrival. And so is Nikki Haley's, by the way, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the David Pacman show. We'll be right back. One of our sponsors is short form short form makes the world's best guides to nonfiction books. And not only does short form summarize each nonfiction book itself into key points that you can cover in just a few minutes, they have all sorts of interactive exercises to help you apply the ideas to what you've read to retain more. The guide to each book also includes intellectual insights, comparing and contrasting the book to other prominent books about the same topic so that you can contextualize the book and understand the controversies and the disagreements. They also have books across every nonfiction genre, from economics and politics to science and health. I was recently checking out James Clear's Atomic Habits on short form. Of course, they have the guide, but they also have highlights. They also include other similar books about habits and developing a routine with differences and similarities. Super, super useful and a lot more than just a summary of the book. There are new guides and articles released every week and short form is giving my audience a free trial plus twenty five percent off a subscription, which is a fifty dollar value. So for the price of a book per month, you get access to thousands. Go to shortform.com/slash Pacman. You can find the link in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10 percent off your first month. That's better. H.E.L.P. Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes one of our sponsors today is fume. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad part from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award winning device that does exactly that. Fume is not electronic. There's no vapor or harmful chemicals. Fume is just a delicious flavored air that makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts, which is great for fidgeting, which can be great for people breaking bad habits. Look at what people online are saying. They weren't sure what to expect, but ended up loving the taste and the feel. Stopping is something lots of people put off because it's difficult to do. But switching to fume is easy and enjoyable. There's no reason that you can't be the next fume success story. Head on over to tryfume.com and use the code PACMAN to save 10%. When you get the Journey Pack, which comes with the device and three flavors, that's tryfum.com. Code PACMAN saves you 10% on the Journey Pack. The info is in the podcast notes. All right. Yesterday, I told you that President Joe Biden has announced he will be seeking re-election in 2024. This, of course, did not go unnoticed by the failed former President Donald Trump, who seeks to be his party's nominee in 2024 and would, in theory, face off against Joe Biden, assuming Joe Biden wins the Democratic primary. Donald Trump massively, massively triggered, having a completely insane reaction starting a four minute statement with many of his typical grievances and talking points about Joe Biden. Let's look at the beginning of this reaction. Then we'll look at some key moments and uh, then we will talk about Donald Trump being scared to debate seemingly now and flipping out over debates being scheduled without his approval. Let's first start with the beginning of Trump's reaction. Better lighting in this video, I will admit to Joe Biden's announcement.
2: You could take the five worst presidents in American history, And put them together and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our nation in just a few short years
0: to everybody who believes that I challenge you to present data. Data, not conjecture. I challenge you to present data showing the damage Joe Biden has done.
2: Not even close. Thanks to Joe Biden's socialist spending calamity, American families are being decimated by the worst inflation in half a century. Banks are failing. Our currency is crashing and the dollar will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat in over 200 years.
0: None of that is true. There's just none of it is true.
2: Real wages have been falling 24 months in a row. In other words, under Biden, workers have gotten a pay cut each and every month. For two straight years.
0: Understand that real inflation adjusted wages also fell during periods of Trump's presidency. It's not a completely unique thing.
2: We have surrendered our energy independence.
0: We have not. OK, so I'm going in a here: We have not surrendered energy independence. We're producing more oil than than we're exporting more oil than we import. It's it's crazy what's going on here. OK, so Trump just trotting out his standard lies. But then he got very apocalyptic. And he teased that more Biden will mean World War Three. Now, remember, Trump's been predicting World War Three. If Hillary were to have gotten elected in 2016, he's been predicting World War Three during Biden's first term hasn't happened. He's just always predicting World War Three. But then he really unleashes on Joe Biden.
2: They say Trump was right about everything. Well, I'm not predicting World War Three, but I will say this. We're very close and they're only talking about (laughs) nuclear weapons. On top of it all, Biden is the most corrupt president in American history.
0: Absolutely no evidence of that.
2: And that's not even close. Nobody can believe what's going on with, again, no retribution whatsoever. With such a calamitous and failed presidency, it is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for reelection. You know what happened in the last election?
0: Yeah, Biden won.
2: They cheated and they rigged the election. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so in all honesty, my friends, does anyone really expect Trump to be saying anything different? It's been lies about the Biden administration from day one. It's been lies about the 2020 election from day one. What else does Trump have? What can Trump retreat to? There is nothing there. And so this is what we're going to see. And by the way, continuing with the transphobia, saying children are being mutilated.
2: Our children are being indoctrinated and mutilated by left wing freaks and zealots.
0: I'm struggling to believe that that is actually what is going on. And of course, it isn't expect a lot of this. And Donald Trump is now in a tizzy, partially because a guy named Ron DeSantis didn't rule out running against Trump and may announce his campaign. And that infuriates Trump because it's not a sign of loyalty. And I'll be honest, to some degree, the reason Trump is triggered about Biden running again is Biden beat him in 2020. And Trump, no matter what he says publicly, knows if he beat me in 2020, he could beat me again. And the question for Trump is, given that he lost in 2020, how can he gain ground on Joe Biden in 2024? Trump's arrest and indictment may well help him with Republican voters. It's not helping him in the general election. And so the mathematical problem for Trump is you look at the map and you look at the results of 2020. Then you say, well, you know, a lot of these states, Arizona certainly hasn't moved to the right since 2020. Wisconsin hasn't moved to the right since 2020. Florida has. But Trump won Florida. So that doesn't get him any additional electoral votes. So Trump realizes it's a difficult map. And whether you believe Trump believes it was stolen or not, Trump knows if you replicate 2020 in 24, it doesn't look particularly good for Trump. And so Trump is scared. And the other thing he seems scared about is debating. Let's talk about that next. Failed. Former President Donald Trump posted an unhinged tirade to truth, social truth, central because the Republican National Committee had, I guess, the audacity to make some decisions about primary debates without checking with Donald Trump first. This is so damn funny. New York Times reported a couple weeks ago. What was it? Uh, Yeah, two weeks ago. Fox News to host first Republican presidential primary debate. All right. No big deal. The candidates will face off in August in Milwaukee. I mean, think of that. The first debate is only four months away. Of course, the Republican National Committee has to make some decisions about that. The article says Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel says they will be asked to agree to a loyalty pledge before they take the stage. This is something we've talked about before. Republican candidates will be asked to sign a pledge that if they lose, they will support whoever is the eventual nominee. We've already dealt with that in terms of whether Trump will go for it, so I won't delve into it again. Um, this is happening. I mean, it's, just, it's a completely unremarkable thing. Uh, we're going to host the very first debate with Fox News. It will be a Fox News Republican primary debate, said Ron McDaniel. Um, Trump, who's the current front runner, has refused to say whether he would support a nominee other than himself. In a February radio appearance, he said his support would have to depend on who the nominee was. Okay, so it's like no big deal. The RNC is getting themselves set up for some debates. Trump goes to Troth yesterday and says, quote, I see that everybody is talking about the Republican Capital D debates, but nobody got my approval or the approval of the Trump Capital C campaign before announcing them. When you're leading by seemingly insurmountable numbers, And you have hostile capital N networks with angry Trump and MAGA hating anchors asking the quote questions. Why subject yourself to being libeled and abused? Also, the capital S second capital D debate is being held at the Reagan Library, the chairman of which is amazingly Fred Ryan, publisher of the Washington Post. No! So Trump seems to be saying, He will not even participate in the first Republican primary debate of 2024. And you know who thinks that this is a logical thing to do? Trump propagandist Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon appeared yesterday on The Charlie Kirk Show and said it's all a joke. We're not having a primary basically suggesting Trump should just essentially be given the nomination. I just noticed there's something very strange going on with my hair, and I apologize for that. Um, here's Steve Bannon saying Trump should just sit out the debates.
1: We don't have a primary and we're not going to have a primary. And President Trump, I think, is gonna, and, and just the audacity to go to the Reagan library run by the guy that that is The Washington Post's publisher. Frederick do Ryan. That,
0: yep.
1: It's a joke.
0: But it's not a and surprise. Not the, a this is the it's RNC. An it's a, yeah. It's, it's an not.
1: insult to the president. It's an it's insult to the president. It's an insult to MAGA. It's insult to all the volunteers. Full stop, no debates. The only piercing debate is, is whoever the Democrat nominee is.
0: That, that's right. OK, so <laughs> let me interpret this for you. How dare anyone subject Trump to an opportunity to embarrass himself, which could almost certainly only hurt him rather than help him? And to that extent, I actually get it. I actually get it. If DeSantis doesn't run for let's imagine DeSantis doesn't run. If DeSantis doesn't run, Trump is essentially a shoo-in. He's going to be up against ones and twos. His stock will probably rise dramatically in the polling. The debate can only hurt him. And then if DeSantis does run, there's a risk that the debate could hurt him. Now, again, I've said before, I don't think that the totally uncharismatic Ron DeSantis is going to really be able to go against Trump in a national campaign. But could he do okay in a single debate against Trump? Maybe. And it's certainly possible that if DeSantis is running, that it would not be particularly good for Trump in that debate. But also if Trump was prepared, it could be good. But it is seen as a risk to Trump. And how how dare anyone have the audacity to actually have a primary election? Trump should just be appointed. The nominee is what Trump and Charlie Kirk and Steve Bannon seem to believe. This is I wasn't kidding when I said this is going to be a wild and insane primary. It's already that way. And four months from now, I, I know it's like it's happening so quickly. Four months from now, when the debates start, it's going to be even more insane. All of these clips, including Bannon on Kirk, will be on our Instagram, which you can find by searching for David Pacman show on Instagram. It'll be on TikTok, It'll be on Snapchat, Facebook and of course, YouTube. At youtube.com slash The David Pacman Show. Plastic, it's everywhere we look, and not enough is being done about it. 100 billion plastic bags are used and thrown away every year. Here's something super simple you can do to reduce plastic and help the planet a little bit. Our sponsor, Hold On Bags, is the company making plastic free trash bags and zip seal kitchen bags. They're just as strong and high quality as the plastic bags you're used to. Hold on bags are 100 percent plant based and home compostable, meaning they break down in just weeks, not decades. Their zip seal kitchen bags come in sandwich or gallon size to fit all of your needs, whether it's carrots or crayons. At home, I put all of my food waste in a hold on trash bag, throw it in the compost pile. And when I throw a hold on trash bag in my dumpster. I love knowing it's not filling our landfills and oceans with plastic. Single-use plastics harm the planet at every stage: production, disposal, decomposition. Join the growing movement away from single-use plastic. These products are really great. It's so easy to make the switch. Go to holdonbags.com/pacman and you'll get 20% off with code PACMAN at checkout. That's h o l d o n b a g s dot com slash pacman. Code pacman saves you 20%. The info is in the podcast notes. All right. Dozens of you sent me the video I'm about to play and this story. And I'm going to present the story to you as best as I understand it. There is a video that has gone completely viral of a guy wearing a an oxygen mask that people said, David, this guy is an American who faked his death. He's pretending to be Irish with an obviously fake accent and covering his face with an oxygen mask. This is a completely insane situation. So before we play the video, I'm going to do my best to explain to you what this is all about. There is an independent article called fugitive accused of faking his own death sobs as he insists I'm an Irish orphan. Okay. Nicholas Rossi, also known as Nicholas Aliverdian, appeared on U.S. TV claiming mistaken identity. He is a suspected rapist said to have faked his own death while on the run from the FBI and living in Scotland. And he appeared on NBC's Dateline and he was confronted and and told, you know, people believe you are Nicholas Aliverdian," and it all completely exploded. He's 35 years old, he now wears an oxygen mask in public. Again, it's unclear whether it's for a medical reason or to hide his face. He claims to be Irish orphan Arthur Knight, a victim of mistaken identity who has never stepped foot in the United States of America. Last November, uh, Sheriff Norman McFadden Fadian ruled that Rossi was the man U.S. authorities were seeking. But he says he's just a different person. If you look at the Wiki page about this, Um, It says, indeed, Nicholas Alaverde and known as Nicholas Rossi and Arthur Knight is an American sex offender who faked his own death in 2020. So I'm going to play the video for you here. I hope I now am getting the details right. This is a guy who says I'm an Irish orphan, but in reality is an American who faked his own death, I believe, to avoid uh, legal trouble. OK, check this. This This is I've never seen anything like this.
2: We were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted and we'd like privacy. And I would like to go back to being a
0: normal husband. Now, one of the weird things is he, I guess, claims to be Irish, but I don't think that's actually an Irish accent. That sounds like sort of a British accent, which is a strange detail for sure, but um,
2: I can't because I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say that's not. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. So
0: he tries to he, he, I guess, tries to stand up. And again, it's unclear whether the being unable to walk is part of the disguise as well. I just don't know. He sort of, quote, tries to stand up. And the person who's with him, um, I, I think I think it's a woman who's with him, kind of like uh, reacts like, oh, no, I've got to save this guy.
3: Exactly. Please. Exactly. What do you say to to someone who believes that that you are Nicholas and I
1: am not. Andrea. I am not
2: Nicholas And I do not know how
1: to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on a show. This is all an act. <laughs> Oh, oh
0: no. And the woman on the left is treating him like he's a crying seven year old boy. It's all completely bonkers. So at some point, maybe we'll know more. But the best assessment I have of this, I mean, this this, this is a story that it, it went viral. If we weren't living in such insane times as we find ourselves living in right now this would have gone even more viral, like without even a shadow of a doubt. This is completely bonkers. And again, I don't know if the I think he's in a wheelchair, oxygen mask, dark rimmed glasses. Claiming to be Irish while speaking in a British accent, I think that that's all part of the disguise, but I have never seen anything like this. Not a criminal genius, I think it's fair to say. And I'm struggling to believe that this is actually an Irish orphan. Insane story. Let me know what you think about it. All right. There are other people running for the 2024 Republican nomination. One of those people is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley had an event. She spoke at an event and it was embarrassing. It was low energy rivaling Jeb Bush in 2016. It makes Jeb Bush look electric from 2016. And the event seems totally brain dead. And Nikki Haley's campaign continues to remain dead on arrival. This was the SBA list HQ event in Virginia. And I think that means small business association list headquarters. She for some reason to the SBA spoke about abortion. I don't know what's worse, the level of energy or the arguments that Nikki Haley is making.
3: The next president must find national consensus. That might sound strange to many people. Under Roe, consensus was replaced by demonization. And let's be honest, most in the media prioritize demonization. They stoke division, putting, pitting Americans against each other. No one talks about finding consensus. Everyone goes to the barricades and attacks the other side. They've turned a sensitive issue that has long divided people into a kind of... Isn't
0: this inspiring?
3: ...to bidding war. How many weeks are you for? How many exceptions are you for? And the list goes on. But these questions miss the point if the goal is about saving as many lives as possible. You don't save any lives if you can't enact your position in the law. And you can't do that unless you find consensus. Reaching consensus starts with humanizing, not demonizing. Just like I have my story. I respect everyone who has their story. I don't judge someone who is pro choice any more than I want them to judge me for being pro life.
0: So she says some things that are fine, like let's not judge each other and try to find consensus and have compassion and whatever else. but. This is just not moving the needle. And I'll tell you where the polling is in a moment, but just just a completely whatever the opposite of an electrifying campaign would be. That's what Nikki Haley seems to be running. She also commented about how she feels when people decide not to go through with a pregnancy.
3: Michael and I struggled to have children of our own. I had many challenges as a teenager into my college years. I went through numerous surgeries. When Michael and I were married, I couldn't wait to be a mom. But what happened so easily for many of my friends was not my path. We went through countless sessions of fertility treatments. Every day I wake up and see or speak to my two children, I feel blessed. The greatest job I will ever have is being their mom. Our eldest daughter got married just 10 days ago. I will never forget the day she was born and then seeing her walk down the wedding.
0: I don't know what it is about the, these speeches that Nikki Haley gives like the these are nice touching stories in some abstract sense. So your daughter being born, your daughter's wedding day, compassion, empathy. But I, I don't know if it's like how the stories are written for her and she reads the, there's something about this that couldn't possibly be less interesting
3: Oh, with her dad. I felt what countless parents feel love, pride, overwhelming joy. I believe every life is a blessing from God. My heart hurts when someone decides not to go through with a pregnancy.
0: Okay. so in terms of how this is going, uh, it's hard to imagine Nikki Haley even making it to the first primary, but I guess she's going to stick around long enough to debate Um, if we look at recent polling here. We have an Ipsos Reuters poll where Haley is polling 3%. We have a morning consult poll where Haley is polling 3%. We have a big village poll where Haley is polling 6%. That's a B minus rated poll. So, you know, she's sort of like 3% Nikki, I guess, is where we are at this point in time. So listen, I don't take away anything from anybody's right and ability to run and her desire, I'm sure I guess is genuine and unless she's auditioning for VP, in which it's sort of like a publicity tour. But I do wonder, and I know I've said this before, and whenever I mention it, people in my audience seem to not be on the same page. I've asked before when someone like Nikki Haley talks presumably to advisors and her family and decides to run, does she actually think to herself, "Okay, let's see, I'm polling three percent. Trump already has 53 percent. Here's my path to winning. Like, does she actually think she could win or is it more of a I think I could get some positive attention if I do this, even though I know I'm not going to win whenever I bring this up? Some people write to me and say, no, David, people become like almost like delusional and they think they could possibly win. And other people write to me and go, no, David, of course, she understands she can't win. And Chris Christie knows he can't win and Vivek Ramaswamy knows he can't win. But they calculate that it's worth running for some other reason. I don't know the answer, but it's very difficult to imagine how Nikki Haley could look at the situation and think I can win and I can win by making quite literally the least interesting speeches in the world about abortion to the Small Business Association. It's crazy to me. Let me know what you think. We're going to take a quick break. We will hear from Ron McDaniel after the break. We'll talk about the Trump rape trial that has started many, many other things to discuss. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. By now, all of us know how creepy it is to talk to a friend about something and then get ads that are related. When you use a free email service from a big tech corporation, your emails are scanned, even if you're emailing your spouse or your doctor, which is why I recommend start mail, the email service that never scans or analyzes your email. Our sponsor, Startmail, also lets you create unlimited email address aliases so you don't even have to give out your real email address. This protects you from spam and phishing attacks. Phishing attacks are becoming way more sophisticated with the rise of chat GPT, by the way. Startmail lets you encrypt any email you send, even if the recipient isn't using encryption. Unlike the big tech email services who store even your deleted emails. When you delete an email in Start Mail, it is gone. Migrating from your current email service to Start Mail is just a few clicks. So, what are you waiting for? Stop letting big tech corporations spy on your email. My audience gets 50% off your first year at startmail.com slash pacman. That's S T A R T M A I L dot com slash pacman for 50% off. You can find the link in the podcast notes. Okay, Republican National Committee uh, Chair Ronna McDaniel appeared this morning on Fox and Friends. Really weird interview. It did not go well at all. Couple topics were mentioned. Number one, a new ad put out by the RNC with AI generated footage. And secondly, the topic of debates and Donald Trump we will do the first thing first and the second thing second, although we could reverse that order, but let's not do it either way. You wouldn't really know. OK, no, but we'll start with the A.I. deep fake thing. So the RNC put out an ad. Painting a picture with AI video of a dystopian America under Biden, the footage is fake. It was created by A.I. It's not footage of anything that actually took place. So Ronna McDaniel says it is not a deep fake, but it it's literally fake. Now, deep fake AI generated footage is fake footage. Deep fake footage is fake footage. We're just talking semantics here. And she with a straight face says it's ai generated, but it's not a deep fake. Maybe she just doesn't even know what these terms mean.
1: All right. So let's talk about what you guys did. You immediately responded to his rollout saying he's going to run again. He kind of said that. Let me finish the job. You guys rolled this out and it's AI generated. Here's a portion. Border agents were overrun by a surge of 80,000 illegals yesterday evening. officials closed the city of San Francisco this
3: morning. Citing the escalating crime and fentanyl crisis.
1: So Rana essentially saying that will happen if he gets four more years. Uh, What pro, can you bring us the, the mindset going into that ad? So first
3: of all, it is a I generated. So we're sharing that that up front ethically. So it's not a deep fake. Every single image was a I, but we are painting a picture of a future Biden.
0: So it's quite literally fake. Now, I guess what she she seems to think that if you admit that it's fake, then it's not a deep fake. I guess like if you would if you like, hey, I'm going to show you something fake, then it's a shallow fake or something. But then if she were to lie about it, then it would be a deep fake. Of course, it seems that she doesn't even really know what these terms mean. And it's it's worth looking at the ad because one of the unfortunate realities of technology advancing the way it's advancing, you know, the A.I. generated Trump arrest pictures, which were not real and all of these things, is that the worst instincts of the worst people are now much more easily translatable into a finished product that might pass muster. And when you look at the video from that um, AI uh, attack ad that the RNC put out, you taken out of context, you would have no idea that it's fake. And this is going to be I mean, we've already looked at the, the fake videos of elected officials appearing to say things that they didn't say. This is going to be a new layer. Now, in political dishonesty, they showed it. But do you have video of it used to be a pretty good way of determining whether a claim might be true, at least or is true now? Hey, yeah, I have video of it. It increasingly isn't even going to be the evidence we need to determine whether something did or didn't really happen. So arguably dangerous stuff. I don't believe that we can stop it. I think we need to figure out how to work with it. Then the topic of debates came up, as we talked about earlier yesterday, Donald Trump flipped out and said, nobody consulted me about doing the first debate, you know, whatever in August or whatever, and sort of suggesting he might not go. And Steve Bannon saying Trump should skip the all the debates altogether. Here's Rhonda McDaniel saying Trump doesn't historically shy away from debates. And Brian Kilmeade is like, well, actually, he did skip one of our debates. And she's like, okay, fine. He did skip one. And the entire story here for me is: Ronna McDaniel continues to lose control of the monster that the Republican Party has created.
1: Ronna, uh, going back to the debates, can I ask you something? So the Democrats don't want. Uh, the top Democrats don't want a debate with uh, Joe on the stage. I saw yesterday that Donald Trump uh, on True Social said I see that everybody is talking Trump. about the Republican debates but nobody got my approval or the approval of the campaign uh, Trump campaign before announcing them. When you're leading by seemingly insurmountable numbers and you have hostile networks angry with Trump, Trump and mega-hating anchors asking the questions why subject yourself to being libeled and abused. So did you talk to him about the debates? Is he in, or is this just what he does? He he did this in 2016. Working the refs.
3: I talk to President Trump all the time, and we've talked to all the potential candidates. We've let them know the schedule. We've announced the debates. The first debate's going to be with Fox and Milwaukee. But every campaign and every candidate's going to have to make a decision. Do I want to participate? He's going to have to make that decision. I think he'll do it. And President Trump never shies away from a debate. Uh, and he yes, did he very does. well on debates. They did he, 2020. he, Ronnie, he, he does. He, he skipped
1: hours. He skipped hours in 2016.
3: He did. He skipped one. But, you know, he was on the center of the debate stage in 2016 and he never left it. So we'll see what happens. But we are talking to the campaigns and the candidates. I talked to President Trump and, and Mike Pence and, and Nikki Haley. We're talking to all of them all the time. And we'll see what happens. What
0: does it mean that she talked to Mike Pence, by the way, Mike Pence is Mike Pence running? I don't even know what that But that's kind of a weird thing to interject there. That That is interesting. Uh, so the debate thing is going to be interesting, as I said earlier. If you're Trump, depending on whether DeSantis is or isn't running, the calculation as to whether you should or shouldn't participate in debates is a different one. Now, 20 years ago, the idea that a presidential candidate, a serious presidential candidate polling well, would not participate in debates would be almost unheard of. But this is a Republican Party who makes excuses for whoever it is that they want to see elected. Um, When it came to Trump's taxes, there were excuses when it came to Trump's a personal misdeeds. There were excuses. And when it comes to Trump not debating, there will certainly be excuses. And there were indeed as well for the debate that Trump skipped uh, previously. So this is where we are at this point in time. Ronna McDaniel has completely lost control of the party. And one of the things about Trump talks to me regularly is that Trump doesn't care one way or the other um, what Ronna McDaniel wants. Trump sees the RNC the way he sees everyone in his life someone that I might be able to use to advance what's best for me or maybe not, in which case I'll just bail and say they they were disloyal and unfair and we will move on. Ultimately, I think that Trump is more likely to debate than not to debate, taking into consideration everything that we know right now. But of course, the first debate is almost four months away and a lot can happen between now and then. So we will follow it. The Donald Trump rape trial has started. A lot to discuss here as well, started yesterday. NPR has a good primer, we might call it. Five things to know as Eugene Carroll's civil trial begins against Donald Trump. Jury selection begins Tuesday. This is the defamation suit brought against Trump by Eugene Carroll. Late last year, Carroll accused Trump of causing significant pain and suffering, lasting psychological harms, loss of dignity, and invasion of her privacy. Trump's lawyers say the statute under which the assault claim was brought against Trump violates due process. The core of this is that Carol claims Trump raped her in the changing room of the Bergdorf Goodman department store in Manhattan in the 1990s. The suit says as a result of the pain and suffering caused by that sexual assault, she has not been able to sustain a romantic relationship since that day. Trump's lawyers are expected to argue Carol's nearly 30 year old claims cannot be proved and that she was motivated by potential book sales and publicity. Um, uh, Important to know, Carol has sued Trump Trump already twice and both matters are still active. There's the defamation suit from November of 2019 and a November 22 suit filed under New York's Adult Survivors Act, which opens a one year window when people allege sexual assault, To bring civil claims older than those that would normally be allowable. So that is happening. There are not cameras in the courtroom. There are not cameras in the courtroom. As far as I was able to research this morning, a couple other notes. The trial in Manhattan federal court is expected to last five to seven days, reports Business Insider and uh, Donald Trump is not there in person. Trump said in October on Troth Central this Miss Bergdorf Goodman case is a complete con job. It's a hoax and a lie, like all the other hoaxes that have been played on me for the last seven years. It is unclear whether Trump will attend any of the trial in person. For the time being, Trump uh, has not been there. E. Jean Carroll is indeed there. The reason I bring this up is not because anything in particular has transpired at the trial yet that is newsworthy or noteworthy but because I do think it's important not to forget that this is yet another legal issue that is facing Trump that is in the news whose outcome could could impact Trump's 2024 run. We'll follow it. We'll let you know what happens. Very interesting. New poll shows that the MAGA movement is wildly unpopular, really unpopular. One of the few things less popular than Donald Trump himself is the MAGA movement. Just 24 percent of Americans surveyed have positive views of the Make America Great Again movement in a new national NBC News poll. This is a very interesting poll because it actually surveys people about a number of other issues. So, for example, if you look at Black Lives Matter, um, 40 percent negative. 38 percent positive. That's a net rating of minus two. Now, you might say, wow, BLM is really unpopular in the United States. Well, it's far less unpopular than everything else in the poll. Joe Biden's net rating, the Democratic Party's net rating, the Republican Party's net rating are all minus 10, meaning by a 10 point margin, they are seen more negatively than positively more unpopular than Biden, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party is Donald Trump. Donald Trump has a net rating of minus 19, 34 percent positive, 53 percent negative. And then even worse than that is the MAGA movement, where only 24 percent of Americans see MAGA positively and 45 negative. That's minus 21 net favorability. Now, one of the really Interesting things, strange, concerning about America things is that despite Trump being very unpopular and MAGA being even more unpopular, Trump and his MAGA movement are currently easily the 2024 Republican frontrunners. And Trump, if he becomes the 2024 nominee, could easily win in 2024 the general election. He almost did win in 2020, even though it was an 8 million vote margin. And a very solid popular vote win for Joe Biden, one of the biggest, in fact, uh, when you look at the Electoral College system that we have, it didn't it, it would not have taken that much of a shift in just a handful of states, three states really, uh, to turn the election towards Donald Trump. Now there's another important question when you ask people about favorability and opinions, just because moderate Republicans and centrists, for example, don't like the MAGA label or everything that MAGA stands for doesn't mean they won't vote for Trump anyway. There is a huge difference. There's a canyon between I don't like Trump and I'd vote for a Democrat like Joe Biden. Those are two very, very different things. Trump got 74 million votes in 2020. These were not just the fringe and extremists of the Republican Party. We have to understand this on the left. Yes, Maga is not particularly well liked. Many Republicans don't like Trump. Low favorability. All of it is true. But when you get 74 million votes, it's not just the fringe extremists from your party. There were self-described centrists who really didn't like Joe Biden. There were moderates. There were so on and so forth. So it's very plausible that if Trump makes the same failed promises again, I'll bring back jobs. We're going to get two dollar a gallon gas. We're going to replace Obamacare with something beautiful,
1: Obama.
0: whatever promises many of these people are going to fall for it again, even if it doesn't make a damn bit of sense. So MAGA not popular could still win in 2024. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine to David P. Here's a caller who's calling in about my Tesla lease. I'm not exactly sure what point they want to make.
1: Hey David, so I'm in the
0: market for a Tesla. I know your lease ends soon. I'll give you 40 grand for it. Let me know. Bye. Okay. So (laughs) I don't know what point they're trying to make. Listen, one of the things I said uh, a while ago when I decided to lease a Tesla, I generally lease anyway because it provides um, uh, tax advantages if you have an S corporation. And I have explained I just maintenance. I explained all my my financial reasons for going with a lease. Um, in in particular with Tesla, one of the reasons I wanted to lease and not buy was number one, a lot of the reliability data, particularly after three years, is pretty damn shaky. And I want the maintenance on a four-year-old Tesla to be someone else's problem and not mine. And I've I've said before, the range unbelievable, the charging network fantastic, better than any other brand, but Build quality very shaky. Uh, The car's been in the shop multiple times for the same thing. They have it seven to 10 days. They don't fix it. They give me a loaner that's been beaten to hell. Um, All this stuff. long story short, I don't want to own a Tesla. And so that's the deal with the lease. It is true that because Tesla cut prices on these cars multiple times, if I owned the car now it would have lost dramatically probably, I mean, more than $10,000 in value, maybe even closer to 20. So that's another reason I'm really glad that I don't own this thing and I can just walk away from the dramatically depreciated vehicle. Now, this guy wants to buy me out of my lease for 40 grand. I don't know what the lease buyout is at this point. I haven't looked at it, but uh, email me and we can talk about it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll send you my car. All right. Bonus show today. Bernie Sanders has endorsed Joe Biden. And is ruling out running in 2024. There are people who wrote to me saying Bernie had to do it. Why? That doesn't make any sense. We'll talk about it. Number two, Missouri is about to force trans adults and teens to detransition. The ACLU is suing. What on earth is happening in Missouri? And lastly, Justice John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, is declining an invitation from the Senate to testify. On the ethics of the Supreme Court, I am sure that Clarence Thomas's name would come up at such a hearing. We'll talk about all of it on today's bonus show.
1: Oh, the bonus show where you want to make money. But everybody else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. David Pakman does not have a soul. He doesn't have a soul.
0: You can make heads or tails out of those comments if you want, but I tell you, the bonus show is a good time. Sign up at joinpacman.com. We will see you on the bonus show.